Welcome to this special edition of The Drive on Steelers Day's Radio. Obviously, we're still having some minor technical difficulties. I think it was a balk. That's that was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're sending the runner to second yeah, on that yeah, one. Can't yeah, can't dispute that one. Yeah, I can't even, uh, I, 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 I flinched my head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to this special edition of The Drive here from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex where the Steelers are partaking in OTA number five here on the field in front of us at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. And, um, well, Matt, lots of stuff happening around the league. And, well, here with the Steelers as well as as guys get through this. The big thing that you don't want to happen this time of year is for somebody to get hurt. Of of course. Yeah. Of course. Most player news is bad player news. Yeah. I mean – I, I always joke or, or you know, kind of laugh to myself when you hear reports about this guy's running with the twos, this guy's going to be the starter, this guy's in the best shape of his life. Everybody's in the best shape yeah, of their oh, life. Yeah. All, all the guys are coming back from injury full force and all that kind of stuff makes me chuckle. Um, but the injury thing is really the headlines that I, I really pay attention to around the league. You know, If somebody went down, it's like, oh, man. But that being said, before we get into that kind of stuff, the environment here today is rocking. I mean, it's I've been really impressed with all the – just the environment here, you know, that it's a lot of high energy. We've had great weather, a lot of people around. It's buzzing, you know. I mean, it's a fun place to be right now. Yeah, and uh, you know, the players seem to be enjoying themselves. Yeah. A lot of new faces here with the Steelers. Um, a lot of work getting done, but a lot of smiles too. You know, I mean, you know, they're it, enjoying themselves. Yeah. yeah. Interesting thing about the Steelers this year, Matt. Eighteen returning starters. Okay, I haven't thought about this. Okay, but. Not all 18 of those starters are going to be starters. So you're saying 18 starters from last year are back on the team. Correct. But that doesn't mean Dan Moore Jr. is going to be a starter. Or, or Kevin right. Dotson or right, you know, right, things right, like right. that. Okay. So you, that's the baseline, though. Right. I mean, you assume that if they lose their starting job, it's because somebody better, got better. Right, somebody right, right. better is here. An upgrade was yeah. made. Right. That's an interesting way of looking at it. I mean, that adds up, you know. Who knows what the cornerback situation will shake out or exactly how the O-line will shake out, but chances are it's going to be better. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not putting somebody in there because he's worse than the guy you're bringing right. back who is a starter for you. I mean, maybe cornerback's a bad example by me because Sutton would be starting probably if yeah. he was back. You know, he's one of those guys. But that, let's, talk, let's talk about Levi Wallace a little bit. Okay. Because nobody people, ever does. Yeah, nobody ever That's what <laughs> I was going to say. People does. seem yeah. to just be, come in with the idea – that somehow Joey Porter Jr. is going to start. He's going to be he's going day one. He's going to be one. outside, opposite Patrick Peterson, and that's the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's going to be the case. I don't know what it is either. I mean, I think it's probably safe to say at this stage of his career, Peterson is going to be a starter. You yeah. Mean, when there are two corners on, he's going to be on the field. He's yeah. going to be on the field, which leaves one and a nickel and and whatnot. So to say Porter. As good a prospect as he is, I think he was better than the 32nd player in this draft, and right. I think most people would agree with that. That doesn't mean he's going to beat out the incumbent who's been around the block. And I know fantasy football doesn't apply to defense and especially corners, but those people that play in, like, IDP leagues, individual defensive players, you want rookie corners because they They're get, get thrown out like crazy. Yeah. They get a million tackles because everyone attacks them like crazy. I mean, that's a rough spot as a rookie if you're the fifth pick in the draft. Yeah. But Levi Wallace last year, if you look at, at what he did, the reason why Akella Weatherspoon wasn't playing and then became 
a little bit obsolete. Obsolete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was because Levi thought. Wallace played pretty well last year. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, my thoughts on it when they made the those two signings, they were basically they were identical contracts from what I remember. Right. They both are longer outside corners. It was kind of a one-bone, two-dogs mentality or really good backup for whoever loses the job. But nobody seems to give Wallace any credit for having a quality season. People want to give Witherspoon a hard time for kind of falling – out of the picture a little bit, but no one wants to say, well, there's a reason for that because Wallace played well. In, in Levi Wallace, you're talking about a guy who over the last four seasons has 10 interceptions at the cornerback position, including four yeah. last year. Yeah. Again, another, he had 13 pass defenses last year. I don't think I would have got that trivia question. You know, like how many right. interceptions did Wallace have last year? I would have been like, yeah, I can think I would come up with two. Like he's just under the radar. Yeah, and that seems like his. That's his. That's the story of his career. Yeah, you're right. Right. I wrote a. I wrote a big piece on him on on Steelers.com uh, earlier this off season. He had no division, not just no no minor division one offers. He had no, no division, division one, one offers. And he had, I think he had one division two offer coming wow. out of high school. Wow. Was, was it a small school? I mean, was no. That a, not a, a no, it's in, it's in Tucson, Arizona. It's okay. a. <laughs> like it's a hotbed. Huh? It's a big school in Tucson. Like so, he, but he had no offers. His family, his dad was from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, mm-hmm. and they grew up Tide fans. Right? They, and he grew up. He, his dad yeah. actually worked at the stadium. Okay, worked Tide games. Okay. Yeah, and, and so he always wanted to go. They were huge Alabama fans. Mm-hmm. They still had family there. His, his both of his parents were in the military. So that's why they ended up in Arizona. That's why that's how they ended up in, in Tucson. Okay. You also love to hear his parents were in the military. Both of them. Yeah, yeah not yeah, just one. Both. Mom, you know, yeah. mom and dad were, were military. I'm sure that influenced his yeah. formidable years. Yeah. Um, and so they wind up in Tucson, but they still would go back because they had family in 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 Tuscaloosa. And so they, you know he went to Alabama games. He had the Alabama posters on his wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Because the parents were in the military, he had some GI Bill stuff and things of that nature, so he okay. could he could afford to get you know pay the out of state tuition. And after a semester, well, first of all, he, you know he goes to college, and right before he leaves for school, they find out his dad has ALS. Oh, I didn't know that part of the story. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so he you know he was he's like I, I don't know if I want to go to school. I might want to stay yeah, here with my yeah, you know, sure, he's the right. oldest son. Puts a wrench in uh, yeah. things to say minorly. Dad's right. like, no, you're going to go to school. You're going to get you all, you know, mm-hmm. we've always wanted you to go to Alabama. You're going to go to Alabama. And he's that, fre- that freshman year, he's not playing football, obviously. Was he even on the team? Did no. He walk on? He no. was just a student. Just, just a student. A, he's a civilian. Yeah. yeah. right. And, you know, obviously, you know, there was concerns about, the, you know, his dad and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. His dad talks him, you know, he missed football. And his dad okay. says, well, why don't you go, why don't you try to walk on the football team in Alabama? Walk on the football yeah, team right, in Alabama. Right. Yeah. Right, let's just go walk on to the team that, you know, it, we're talking about Alabama with Mika Fitzpatrick in the secondary. This, this is the height of their power. Yeah, this, right, this right. is a super, I mean, five-star recruits across the, the board in the secondary. And, and real quick, you know, like my, my time next door here at Pitt, we maybe had two or three walk-ons during those three years that went on to eventually earn a scholarship and legit playing time. Yeah. You know, and it's easier to do it next door than it is at Bama. At Bama. <laughs> yeah, know, no at doubt. Bama. Right. Um, so he goes out, tries out for the team as a walk-on, mm-hmm. makes the and team. And I'll be honest, those guys don't get a fair shake. Like, no, no, you're like, you're, you're fodder. You're cannon I, fodder. The year I was at Akron, we needed walk-ons. Yeah. And 
there was like 50 kids, and I, you know, I was in charge of. I couldn't scout 50 kids in two yeah. hours. Your time and you're, you're just looking for athletic traits. I probably s- screwed a kid that didn't deserve it. Yeah. And got put a kid on the team that did, didn't. You know what I mean? Like it, that's that's a tough process. Somebody who showed up that was you know six five and 300 pounds, you're on the team. I would say linemen have an advantage <laughs> too. You know, like we need some guys that are tackling dummies during the week. Yeah, you know? and there's not enough of them. Um, so that's a tough gig even in itself. The day before or the night before. The, his first spring game at Alabama. He again. He's made the. He's made the walk. Made it as a walk on. Okay. They he's, haven't had a regular season. I mean, they've not. His, no. It's his first time in pads play. His dad dies. Wow. Wow. Um. You know. And they didn't. They. You know. He goes. He goes through with the. You know. The spring game and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, works his way up the the depth chart to where two years later, he's starting games at Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. And became a, a scholarship player, I And became yeah. a scholarship player and was a starter, a full-time starter his, his senior year on a national championship team. So I just want folks to realize this. So for him to become a scholarship player means you're not giving one to a four- or five-star recruit. Right, yeah. And, you know, you're, and in your Alabama, they all want to come yeah, yeah. play it's for not, you. It's not like you have a hard time getting kids. Yeah. yeah right. So, I mean, that's one – like it's like giving up a second round draft, but he's lining you know up. I mean? like, you know, rookie. he's he's lining up opposite Amari Cooper. He's lining up against Calvin Ridley in practice. You okay. know, he's, and and so because he's the practice squad guy, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said and he that made him. Yeah, that right. made him better. Yeah. And he made those guys better, and and the, the coaching staff recognized that. And mm-hmm. and for boom. people who don't know, I mean, and this goes back to Minka in particular, why we love Brian Branch so much. Saban is notoriously very difficult on his defensive backs. Yeah. I mean, his background was a defensive back coach, then defensive coordinator, and then all-time great head coach. But Saban called him the technician. Okay. I mean, he's like he, he said, he's one of the best walk-ons we've ever had at Alabama. Because he didn't make mistakes. He didn't he did make mistakes. Right, right, did the right things. And his, his NFL career has been much the same. Yeah, yeah. He goes undrafted. Mm-hmm. He ran in the four sixes, you know, coming out of the, at the combine. Mm-hmm. And he's a skinnier guy. And he's a skinny. He was yeah. a lighter guy. But the length. Yeah. Which yeah. obviously is a trait that the Steelers yeah. are after. Right. I mean, his arms are, don't stop. Mm-hmm. And um, he's all limbs. Yeah. And so he goes He goes undrafted. He signs with the Buffalo Bills. Comes a starter in Buffalo. He started seven games as a true rookie in Buffalo. Yeah. And that was a good defense his whole stint there. Yeah. I mean, that was um, And the then Cardinals. they couldn't get him out of the starting lineup. Like... All he's done is succeed everywhere he's gone. And people are ready to say, oh, he's not going to be a starter for the Steelers this year. There's no way I'm saying that about that guy. Yeah, yeah. No way. History shows another (laughs) another story, which isn't a knock on Porter at all. No. But, I mean, he might have three caliber starters instead of one and a half. Honestly, I mean, if you – if you look at Levi Wallace and you look at – Levi – now, he's a shade over 6'1". Who are we talking about? Wallace Wallace. Porter? Wallace. Yeah. But they don't look the same. Well, if he were six two, he would look like Joey Porter. Yeah, I mean Porter's thicker and thicker. Has wider shoulders. Yeah, but the know. arm length and those kind of those yeah, those yeah, traits yeah. are are the same. And oh, by the way, he never misses any tackles. Yeah, despite Again, technician. Yeah, I mean, just uh, he missed four tackles all of last season. And speed and size is great, and he does have size, but he doesn't have a lot of thickness to him. Yeah, but if you are a really good technician at that position, you can get away with average speed you know a low well, again with the longer arms and things five. it makes it harder for the quarterbacks to throw over you even if yeah. you're behind by a step you're really not behind because you've got that covered if you understand route recognition really well and those yeah. type of things and length goes a long way and boy the Steelers aren't even hiding it I mean this goes over a two-year stint 
they want – I mean, all the corners can ride the ride. I yeah. Mean, they're all six-foot-ish long, including Witherspoon, you know, including uh, Grice. You know, I mean, all these guys are king-size corners. It's no secret what's going on here. So here's the, th- here's the thing with Levi Wallace. In his five seasons in the NFL – he has allowed more than sixty, more than a fifty-eight percent completion percentage once. Really, for a season, that was his second year. Last year he was at fifty-three point two percent. Really, okay. The passer rating uh, uh, against him was seventy-three. That's a number I can understand better. I, I'm a stat nerd, but I don't know what fifty-three completion percentage ranks against the rest of the league. I know it's, it's pretty good. good. I know yeah, it's good, but I, I can't. I don't know if it's great or just really good. But a fifty. I mean. If every time the throw, or every time the passer lets the ball go your direction, you're giving up a passer rating of 73. That's really high. That's well and, and above average. Not that the other yeah. numbers wrong. I just don't quite understand it as well as I should. I mean, so I, I just don't Counting understand. Him out makes cr- yeah. no sense at all. I, I just don't understand why how people are like, well, we got to. Yeah, he's he's not going to be in the starting lineup again. Well, 53 percent completion percentage last year, four interceptions, a 73 percent or 73 passer rating. I'm not looking to necessarily move that guy out of the starting lineup. No. I mean, the way I look at it is, well, if he's in the starting lineup, that certainly is not an indictment on Porter or anyone else. No. He's going to be a hard guy to get off the field. Right. You're, this guy has just survived. He's like a yeah. cockroach. And, and much <laughs> like Saban, Coach Tomlin has a big-time defensive back background, and he's going to love the technicians and the trustworthy guys. And I bet they don't want the – the Marcus Peters or the uh, the big chance eggs. takers, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't need the mistakes, you know. I mean, we'll, we'll make big plays on our own. But if he isn't in the lineup, that means Porter did really well. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because there's a constant here, you know. I mean, there's a guy that you know what you're going to get from him, and he has a baseline. And if Porter beats that baseline, you're really in good shape. But if he doesn't, it's not like you're not in good shape. You right. Know what I mean, yeah. Uh, so I, I just look at that. I think people are completely discounting Levi Wallace. Yeah. Um, he's an easy guy to forget. Yeah. Uh, and, but he's been forgotten since he was 16 or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. He still overcomes. He, he, just, he just keeps finding a way to persevere. And oh, by the way, he's 28 years old. It's not like he's over the hill or anything no, like, right, of, right. of that nature. But he's played a lot of football. And he started, like, he has started basically. a lot of snaps. Yeah. Yeah. He has been a starter basically since day one in the NFL. And you can't get him out of the lineup. I don't know this, and I should. I think the answer is no, but he's not a heavy special teamer, I don't think. But he almost had to be at Bama. Well, he played – yeah, he, he, he had to have been at He played 65 special team snaps last year. Okay, so that's not very many. Not 17% right, right. of the special yeah, team yeah, yeah, snaps. Yeah, right, right. So he did some, but not – he's your starting He's a starting he's corner. A starting corner, right. I mean, You're not going to throw him out. I mean, you may have him go out there on a kick return or, or kick uh, kickoff every once in a while, or you mm-hmm. may send him out there. I mean, I'm sure a, he could be a gunner or whatever. I mean, yeah. I just didn't know off the top of my head how much he had played. I knew it was not a core, you know, every snap type of dude on special no. teams. Um, you know, but you, you try not to do that with, you know, some of those starters, especially at – a premium uh, cornerback's a premium position. It is, and, you, you, you and they're not easy to find. No, and you don't want really you don't want to put your starters out there at risk. Now that being said, do I expect Joey Porter to play special teams this year? No, I don't know. I think I think I, I think, no. I think you, yes, you send him out there. I think you're picking your spots with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you I know. bet he has no very. I mean, I'm totally guessing, but I bet he has very little experience at it too. You know, does well, Penn State run him? And, down and I'm not I'm not stuff? positive of. of what Levi Wallace's snap count? My guess would be coming off the edge on 
field goals and yeah, okay, yeah, extra points. That's that's probably where he's at. Yeah, I mean, because you don't want those long arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I was trying to sit here and rack my brain, like, where did those sixty-five snaps come from? It probably is field goal blocked. Yeah, yeah, because I because Mink is out him. there in those. Yeah, yeah. Joe yeah. Hayden was always I mean, out Ed there Reed in those. Was like the yeah. best ever at you know, I mean, and there is a skill to it. Don't get me wrong, or punt blocked. You know, some of those guys. But I don't think he's going to be on the punt team or the kickoff team no. or any of those yeah. guys. Probably maybe neither one of them. Because contrary to popular belief, this is you know something I was always super impressed with, like Benny Snell. These guys that learn how to become core special teamers that never did it. People think that's easy. Just run down the field and blow somebody up. Like, no, no. I mean, there's you have a job involved. to do. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah you have a job to do. Here. You have a, you stay in your lane. You can't just go find the football. Right. I mean, it's it's not just. We'll throw Porter out there because he's a better athlete than Wallace or whomever. You, you got to be good at it. Yeah, and experience helps. And in some cases, you're kind of like you're it's, you're like a, a red shirt on Star Trek. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You're I, Lieutenant Expendable. A, okay, you know? I'm not a Trek guy, believe it or not. Um, you know the, the the guy whoever beams down to the planet with Kirk and Spock, you're who's wearing the red shirt. You're in trouble. He's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> he's a pawn. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's in trouble. Huh? <laughs> You're gonna hear. You're gonna hear uh, DeForest Buckner say he's dead, Jim. Okay. <laughs> it's not hard to figure out the Star Trek script. No, when the, no, it's the, two the same stars thing. And somebody yeah. else goes down. About seventy yeah. percent of the time, that guy dies. He's in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I think Spock's safe. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Not killing Spock, <laughs> except they did it in the, in the one movie, and then he came back. So you okay. could do that. But you're, you're not. You know, those guys are expendable. The red shirt dude. Yeah. The trouble. red shirts yeah. are expendable. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> but Wallace, to me, is a great story. I'm glad you brought him up because we have hardly talked about him. No one talks about him. I see people just automatically assuming he's not going to be in the starting lineup. I'm like, I'm not going on that assumption at no, all. No, no. I mean, selling him out, selling him short is obviously a mistake. History shows that time and time again. And I think they're really happy with him. I yeah. don't think it was, we have to get better than that guy. If they we weren't happy with him, that guy. If they weren't happy with him. Or they thought there was some. They thought he might not be that guy. They don't cut a Kello Weatherspoon. Right. right you right, you right. take that to camp and you okay. We got two again, much like they did last year. You got one spot here for two guys. Right. And you let those two fight it out. Well, that's not what they did. They, they no. We're just going to cut a Witherspoon. And there were some cap ramifications that were helpful. But you could have waited too. down the road to do that. It was only four. It was like four million. Four mm. million dollars. You didn't need it right to second. No. And by no means do I think that they went into the draft saying we have to draft two outside corners. No. I think there was yeah. a guy that had a fourth round grade in the seventh round. Like yeah, you we had need to. You we had to take Corey Trice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we yeah. have a really bit, really full cornerback room, but this guy's way beyond the best guy on our board. Yeah. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to a special edition of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We are live from the Steelers OTA session here at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. And we will be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. This is a special edition of The Drive here live from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. The Steelers uh, taking part in OTA number five. Uh, that means we're halfway, yeah, half, we're halfway through the yeah, OTA session. Yeah, halftime. Yeah. I like it. Uh, they'll have nine of these, so they'll have three next week. Uh, Monday, or, I'm sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, then they'll break uh, for that weekend and come back for the mandatory minicamp. 
And that will be it. And then a nice little break. A little break, and yeah. then it's on the training camp. As we mentioned yesterday, on yesterday's show, we're 100 days out from the 99 start. 99 now, bro. 99 yeah. from the start of the regular season. So it is within range. That's the Thursday nighter, right? 99 yes. days from now. 99. 99. Bottles of beer in the wall. Here I'll we go. start drinking them. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It'll come quick. Um, I wanted to do a little a little project here, Matt. Alrighty. Let's power rank the AFC. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We got some stuff going on here in front of us. Slight distractions. Matt is in my brain a little bit, <laughs> making me a little crazy, but I can't comment on it. But <laughs> it's making me nuts. <laughs> so we'll do. We'll do. Uh, I we'll, think the easiest way to do it is start at the bottom. Start at the bottom. Okay. So who's your sixteen? I think there's three candidates for it. Okay. I think Tennessee, Houston, and the Raiders. I think you're lower on the Colts than I am. I know I who I have at 16, though. Okay. Who's your 16? 16 for me is the Titans. I, I think, think they're going to be awful. I do, too. I think I'm going to go with Houston, though. I think the Titans' defense is the best unit of the group, and I think Verable wins two that he shouldn't. <sighs> I mean, it's a tough call. He gets that team to six wins this year. He should be coach, he should of, be the coach of the year. Yeah. He really should. I just think they're going to be awful. I also think a very underrated player that I never give enough credit is Ryan Tannehill. I mean, I think he's... Oh, I think he's shot. I mean, I think he's better than Garoppolo. I think he'll have a better year than Stroud. Uh, let me, you know just, let I mean? me just call it their depth chart. You, oh, it's brutal. You tell, it's me, brutal. you tell me how they do anything. Especially year. offense. I mean, the offense is... It's not as bad as the Rams' defense, but it's really bad. Like, they how need, about this wide receiver group? Like, they need Burks to be a guy. Traylon Burks. Right. Nick Westbrook, Akinney, right. Kyle Phillips. That's their starting trio. That's threesome. their starting trio, right? Oh my God! Racy McMath, Colton Dalwell, Chris. They signed Chris Moore. Chris Moore is their big off-season signing. I was gonna say he's gonna play for them. He's gonna play a lot. Yeah. Uh, that offensive line. You got Andre Dillard at left tackle, who they vastly overpaid. Peter Skaronski at left guard. Nice pick. That's one yeah. of the. They finally got a building block. Aaron Brewer at center. Mm-hmm. Yuck. Daniel Brunskill at right guard. And Nicholas Petit Friere at right tackle. He had a rough rookie year too. That's a bad offensive. It's a bad line. offensive line. It really is. Um, I do like Chig a lot. The, okay. the tight end. Yeah. And, and like he'll be on my fantasy teams because everybody else. Is somebody so bad. else is going to have. Somebody has to catch the ball. Somebody right? has to catch the ball. I don't know if Derrick Henry lasts a season. I mean, if I'm the Bills, I'm calling about him or the yeah. Chiefs or somebody like that. You I didn't love Will Levis coming out, and no. if they turn things over to Levis at some point. Where are the wins coming at? I know, I know. But the defense is respectable. I mean, we're splitting hairs. I mean, Titans, I don't think the Texans are good, you know. I mean, I, 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 Yeah. I, so, they got Jeffrey Simmons, who we like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Harold Landry. He's we'll coming s- off an injury, but yeah, he's been we'll a fine see. player. Yeah, um, They have a couple yeah. defections, though, too. Yeah. They've, I mean, I just like that secondary. Christian Fulton, uh, cornerback. Uh, Sean Murphy Bunning. Mm-hmm. They still buy Roger or, McCreary. Yeah. Byard is still there. Byard's older. He could be a tra- He's older than you think. He could be a trade candidate, too. Yeah. I think you could get him with not super expensive. But that's it's, just a bad football it team. It is. I just think their offense. They're you know, the one team. I just saw this stat. So, the Ravens, uh, we know we see the Ravens twice a year. Of course. How how little they throw the football. Mm-hmm. This is the one team that throws it fewer times than the Ravens over the last two or three years. And they're going to be playing from behind, too. A lot. Yeah, a lot. A lot. A lot. I think it's a bad football team. Oh, I do too. I mean, I'm a not really bad football team. I think like is it worse than Houston? 
Well, you, you might have convinced. Let's me. call up Houston's okay. depth chart because Houston's offense looks good on paper. Yeah, yeah I mean, their defense is a little rough. So they're they're skill position players on offense. Robert Woods. I mean, he's like the Titans could use Robert Woods. Yeah, I mean, and they went down that road. John Machi, who was a wash last year. Yeah, but there's been really good news about him. He's yeah, back to full health apparently. Yeah. yeah, Nico Collins, who. He's kind of a breakout guy for me. Yeah, I like Nico. Um, you got Noah Brown from Dallas, who did some mm-hmm. did some stuff last year. Um, they drafted Dell pretty high. The little Tank Dell. Yeah. yeah, Steven Sims is there. Okay, he might so, not make that team. I mean, they have good receivers. They got guys. I mean, they have, yeah. yeah, they don't have a star, but they have NFL receivers. Yeah, their offensive line to me. I, I look at their offensive line. It is far better. Far better. Far better. It's it's a mediocre offensive line. You got Laramie Tunsil at left yeah, tackle. And he's a stud. Kenyon Green at left guard. He struggled, but he's a first round pick in the second yeah. year. You know, you have high, high high hopes. You're looking at Juice Scruggs probably at center. Mm-hmm. I thought they drafted him too high, but it's it's starting center. Shaq Mason at right guard and Titus Howard at right tackle. It's. I mean, they got they, they use, a, There's draft capital used there. They're yeah. They're, they they built a little bit of a nest for Shroud. Yeah, they really have. You got Dalton Schultz at tight end. Now I know you yeah. don't love him. Well, he's better than. I mean, he's. He's a quality starter. Yeah, I mean, um, you got Damian Pierce at running back, and they signed what's his face. They got the Devin belt. Singletary yeah, as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's a nice one-two punch. And you got Mike Boone there, who's mm, I forgot not, he's not there. bad. And frankly, Davis Mills is a pretty good backup too. Yeah, you know, and you got CJ Stroud on defense. You added Will this Anderson. This is my concern. Is you got Sheldon Rankins? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Malik Collins at the other defensive tackle spot, and Jonathan Greenard at the right defensive. They're end. starting to get some bodies yeah. in front. Greenard's not a bad player. No, no. And, and what they want to do is have a Niner-like rotation there. I yeah, mean, they're gonna. I bet next year there's a lot of D line. Linebacker, it's uh, Christian Harris, who was a third round pick last year. Mm-hmm. Denzel Perryman in in the middle, and uh, Corey Littleton on on the uh, strong side. That group really worries me, but but more so for this team than most because D'Amico Ryan's is asked more of his linebackers yeah. than anybody. I mean, he wants Fred Warner, and yeah. they don't have anything close to that, you know. Um, they did they did draft Henry Tutu though. Yeah, I mean, so maybe he fact, he's going to play. He, he factors I mean, yeah, into that. Him and Harris are going to have to show themselves. Cornerback, you got Steven Nelson, who's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Uh, with Derek Stingley. I say Stingley and Petrie. That's were not nice bad. Last year. And then you got Petrie and Jimmy Ward at the safety positions. I'll definitely give you Ward's going to be their leader. He's their niner, bring over. Yeah. You know, he's a glue guy. I mean, Petrie's a good young player. He had a good rookie year, yeah. too. And I think Stingley has a chance to be a star. I'll definitely give you it's a better roster than Tennessee. Yeah. It just depends on the rookie quarterback. And rookie but head I'm coach not sure that, that, that you know, five tables. games into the season, the Titans aren't starting a rookie quarterback. Oh, I think he's going to play and play early. Yeah. And I think Tannehill might end up in Atlanta. Right. You know. Yeah. So, sense. I mean, I, I'll, I'll I look at that. that and I I'll, t- put ta- I'll put the Titans 16. Uh, who else? You're talking about the Raiders. I think the Raiders are in contention. Let's look at that team. Raiders roster. The D is rough. Yeah. So, you get Devontae Adams. You get Jacoby Myers. You get Hunter Renfro at wide receiver. That's, that's a, fine. Yeah, yeah, That's a good group. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mayer looks like a good young tight end. Yeah. Okay, so the the skill position guys are okay. You got Austin Jacobs Hooper there as well. Player too. So, Hooper, right, right, right. Yeah, so they've got guys. Mm-hmm. But you're counting on Jimmy G. We don't know if slash when really he plays. Their quarterback situation. Yeah, with Brian Hoyer behind him, right, and Aiden Aiden uh, O'Connell. O'Connell. Yeah, it's, the, it's one of the worst in the league to me. I don't think it's much different than Tampa's. Yeah, the offensive line: Colton Miller, who's a good player. They like some of these linemen more than the general public realizes. Yeah. Yes, there's some not household names here, but they seem pretty content with them. So it's not quite as bad as it sounds, but it's not good. Uh, Dylan Parham is at the left guard spot. Mm-hmm. Andre James at center. 
uh, Alex Bars at right guard, and Jermaine Illuminor. That's one of the dudes that yeah, pretty high on. At right tackle. It's not a great line. I mean, the Texans have a better line than Yeah, you, the you Texans know? have a better line. They do. Now, on the defensive side of things. This is where it's frightening. You got Max Crosby, who's a star. Yep, and the first-round pick from, yeah. uh, what's it called? But they're counting on Jerry Jerry Tillery and Bilal Nichols on the interior. Tillery's been a total washout. Yeah, not good. You have Chandler Jones. We'll see what they get out of him this year. Mm -hmm. And they they drafted Tyree Wilson. Yeah, I said the edge guys are good. Yeah. Uh, It's a linebacker. Weak side linebacker is Robert Spillane. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, The middle linebacker is Divine Diablo, who was a strong safety in college. Mm -hmm. And then Duke Shelley at left – Wait, they're only listing two linebackers here in their starting line. Shelly's so. a corner, right? Yeah. So the, the corners, uh, they, I guess they're – Their linebackers are terrible. They're listing a nickel. Boy, if they have Robert Spillane out there, is their nickel. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a cornerback, you got Duke Shelley, you got uh, David Long, and then the nickel is Nate Hobbs. Not good. With Marcus, Evans, really Marcus Epps and Trayvon Morig as your safety tandem. Morig's one – the only guy I like on the defense that's not a DN. Yeah. I'm um, put them 14, though. Uh, the, I like I like some of the offensive pieces. Like the skill position guys aren't bad. You get Josh Jacobs at running back. You can run the football. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, know, depending I mean, their on skill the, guys are way better than the Texans or Titans. Yeah, I think Tannehill's noticeably better than Garoppolo, especially if you factor in durability. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I just, Ryan Tannehill's last couple of years have not been. I don't know if he's the problem there. I kind of feel like he's a bit of a scapegoat. I'm not saying he's the answer either, but he's also older, a lot older than people. Oh, he came in the league older. Yeah, and he was—he's from the Andrew Luck class. Yeah, I mean, but to me, they're clearly the bottom three teams. Yeah, I think so. If we were to tear. So, them. looking at Tanny Hills, uh, he started 12 games last year. They were six and six in the 12 games. I said they did so, a lot better yeah. when he was in as opposed to. But I mean, they were also playing Patrick Willis. And yeah. With all respect to Josh Dobbs, he's a journeyman. Yeah. Best, you know. But he had 13 touchdown passes, six interceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the year before that, 21 touchdown passes, 14 interceptions, 3,700 yards. Like if Kenny Pickett had 3,700 yards with 21 touchdown passes and 14 interceptions, I, I'm, I'm going to pass on that. Yeah, Somebody said that's I his number. Door number two. Yeah, yeah. But somehow they went 12 and five in those games. Well, not somehow. Derrick Henry was otherworldly. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, and I think Vrabel's a good coach, and they were good on defense and special teams, and winning the margins, and they're not beating people 30 to nothing though. No, no. Uh, I just look at uh, I, I got I got to put them last. I, I agree to with me. you. You convinced me. I mean, I was torn between them and the Texans. I think one team's going the uh, yeah, right I think direction. Yeah, I think they're going opposite directions, mm-hmm. and this might be the year that they pass each you other. They pass each Two other. Two ships yeah. that pass in a night. Can we agree on the Raiders at 14? I think we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would put the Raiders on their next. See, to me, though, this is how the AFC really gets impressive because I think there's 13 good teams. I yeah, mean, I mean, good. I'm not saying they're yeah. all Super Bowl contenders. Like if they were in the if they were in the NFC, I might pick. They would be. They would, they would be a wild card team. Yeah, they would you be know, the Denver's and yeah. Patriots and even the Colts and these type of teams that we're going to be talking about soon. They're not bad, bad though. So I we're mean, putting the Ra- Raiders and then the Texans. Yeah, Texans are 15. Raiders are 14. Okay, Texans and Raiders. Right. Are we going to fight over Texans Raiders? No, we can I do that. Think, okay, I don't all think right. So. Yeah. I, so I, I don't have a problem with making two teams from the same division the worst. No, it also wouldn't blow my doors off if the Raiders end up the first overall pick. I mean, no, go, uh, no. Go, I mean, they, things might go see bad. Aiden O'Connell, yeah. you know, right? Yeah, if they, if, if they, the quarterback situation. Uh, to me, then the next team, and you're going to fight me on this. I know it. To me, it's the Colts. 
I don't know that I will fight you, but I think they can win that division. It's either the Colts or the Patriots. Or Denver. Or Denver. Yeah. Yeah. It's Those not three. an AFC North team to me. See, I don't know that I'll fight you. I just think they're better than you think they are, but that in this conference that doesn't mean they're not thirteenth. Right. Like if they were in the if they were in the NFC South. I might pick them to win the division. Yeah, they would Maybe. be a they would be a contender. My my case for the Colts is you get Leonard back. It's still a high quality defense, you know, that's not great, but they don't make a lot of mistakes. Buckner they have some young edge guys. Um, some of their defensive backs are good players. Leonard was a big loss for them last year. I think the defense will be middle of the pack, maybe slightly yeah. better. I mean, we're talking about a team that's probably going to be the second-place team in I the AFC so. South that wouldn't be – would you put them – maybe they're battling for the fourth spot or the third spot in the West. Right, right. I mean, that's where they are. I yeah. mean, I, I, I could see them winning seven or eight games. And I also think their running game in a Bears-like fashion last year could be really hard to play against. Like, imagine if the Bears had Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and I don't dislike their weapons. They're not great. But Pittman, Pierce, Downs, it's okay. Um, I'm cool with them at 13, though. It's also I'm, – I'm always going to give a rookie head coach the non-benefit of the That's doubt. the thing. We just right, don't right. know. Yeah. I'm now always going to vote against them. So, which team is in above them? You're just above them. Denver or New England? I think I'm going to give – Two good head coaches. Yeah. Where do you give the quarterback edge? I think I give it to Denver. And Probably that's a little Denver. bit of speculation. Probably Denver. But I think Wilson. And the skill position guys. And I think they have they yeah. have their defensive pieces are better overall. I'll fight you on that. I think the Patriots defense is going to be elite this year. Elite. Yeah. Elite. 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 That, that's my fantasy target defense. Although Ooh. my last year one was the have Packers. Have at it. It was the Packers yeah. last year. It was horrible. Yeah. Now, I just think they have a ton of dudes and a lot of versatility. And guys like Uche are way better than people realize because they're part-time players. I love their defense. And I bet their special teams won't be the worst in the league again. There's no chance of that. And I don't think their <laughs> offense will be the worst in the league again because of the coaching. And uh, But Denver, I think, is going to be noticeably better too. They're going to run the football. They'll play good D. Peyton's a great coach. I mean, I think people think he's overrated, but I think they're nuts. Uh, I could flip a coin on that. If you want to go Patriots below them, I'm cool. I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a lot of star power there. That's for sure. There really isn't. Um, so Broncos. Yeah. Now's where it gets really difficult. Right. These are good teams. So Sometimes when I do these things, I start from the bottom and then I get in a bind like this. And then, so you then go to I the start top. from the top and then <laughs> whittle it down. Do well, you want to do that? Who's, yeah, the, who's yeah. the best team? I think you have to say the Chiefs, right? Yeah. I mean, if you have Mahomes, you're the Super Bowl champs. They have holes in the roster, but. That quarterback is unbelievable and is coming off his best year and could be only getting better. Who's number two? Is Cincinnati? I think I'm willing to say since he's ahead of Buffalo. I think think I'm there too. Yeah. I mean, it's been two pretty um, extremely impressive seasons back-to-back. They don't see a lot of holes on that roster either. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to talk about coaching and things, I think Cincinnati falls a little short. But Bills three? Yeah. Are we sold on that? No. I can I, see I'm this being either. a slightly down year for them. You can see a step backwards. Yeah. But I also I think you have to remember Allen. <laughs> Allen had that elbow injury. I think it was on national TV. Yeah. Everybody in the yeah. world saw it and thought his season might be over. And he really gutted it out and was not quite the same. Yeah. 
And he's not the only one that played through injuries last year. I mean, like Herbert was another one, and a lot of these guys. But Allen, and his, when he's healthy, is no okay. Fun. We got nine teams on the board here that are left. No, we have nine on our that are on our board ranked. So who's four for you? Four for me. I think this is where we're gonna fight. Yeah, I mean, this is this is where the grouping gets. In, like these next five teams mm-hmm. are like. Yeah, six teams, whatever it is. Would you put these – if we tiered these, would you say there's the top three? I don't know if the Bills are still in that tier. I don't either. One thing that's really fun about the AFC, though, is the Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, and the Jags, to some extent, they have a fun quarterback. We're all first-place teams, so they're going to have a round-robin tournament yeah, this year. Right. They're all going to play each other, so that makes for a lot of fun viewing for us. Yeah. Uh, I think the Bills are clearly three, though. Whether we want to put him in, I would two put my I would put Miami in that group right there. I think Miami's if I my trusted four. Tua. I think Miami's my four. If that's I where trusted I Tua, I know. I thought that's where we we're going to fight. Would you? <laughs> I think I have Miami over the Chargers. Yeah, I do too. I, I have much them, better defense. I have them over the Jets, but you could convince me either way. I mean, if Rodgers was a Dolphin, I don't know if I'm ever going to trust the Jets. <laughs> they don't win many games. <laughs> they just uh, I mean, the, the whole winning of the game thing is a problem. It's yeah. an issue. They build some teams, and they don't win. Any <laughs> they games. take the they take the reservation. <laughs> right, right. That's the important part is keeping it. Yeah, I think you can't discount the Ravens. I mean, there's some turmoil there, and we're hard on him on them on these airways. I just think the defense is the defense. Like if I'm me. looking at, at these teams, I can't put like I, I, we talked about it yesterday. The, the Ravens' defense is the worst defense in the AFC North. Yeah, I agree with that too. So, I think Miami's my four. Okay. We'll, we'll go with Miami. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Would you pick Jets versus Ravens? I'm not saying that has to be the five, but if you had to compare those two, or would you, just those two in their own vacuum. I would probably go. They're like polar opposites. They, they really are. You know, I don't trust the Jets, but I like their roster. Their defense is better. The quarterbacks couldn't be any different. Yeah. Coaching staff's couldn't be any more different. You don't trust the Chargers in that group. I was gonna. That was gonna be the next question: Is where do you put the the winner of that conversation versus the Chargers? I'm gonna be pretty low on the Chargers. I think I am too. I'm gonna be low. I'm lower on Jacksonville than I think. They're gonna win that division by default, but I don't know. If they're a great. They're not a great football. How about team. this? People part- are putting the cart before the horse with them and making them a top ten overall team. And I don't see it. We talk a lot, obviously. <laughs> I think I'm not trying to speak for you, but I bet we could put the Jags as the lowest remaining slot right there ahead yeah. of like the Patriots and Denver. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't care if they're the best team in their division. Yeah. That, that, I think that the, of the open slots, they go in the worst spot. Yeah. That makes, I have then, no issue yeah, with I think that. you pull them out of the equation then for this middle tier. And after the, I, I think, I think Cleveland's in that conversation as well. You think Cleveland's right ahead of Jacksonville? Yeah. Yeah. Because again, the, the trust factor is just not, right. I, I don't trust them to get it right. I'm gonna really hold that against the Chargers. Like, right? If they, I mean, they, I mean, they did go to Jacksonville last year and completely blow that football. They had a three touchdown right. lead I and blew it. Adore Herbert, and they were really hit hard with injuries. Slater, Bosa, J.C. Jackson, who they gave huge money. But it just seems like it's always the same story. With them. Yeah, there's always something. It's gone back to Rivers, special and teams, and, or whatever. Know, right. Yeah, they, they always have a great quarterback, and they don't ever win anything. Can't keep Bosa on the field, or right, whatever right, it may right, be. Right. Yeah, so. Browns or Chargers? Chargers. Me too. Yeah, Chargers. Chargers or Steelers? Steelers, but I think they're next. I'm going to put the Steelers, I think, behind the Ravens and 
Jets and okay. Dolphins. Okay. So which does that add up? So let's go. So how let's many go Ravens. Jets. That's a tough one for me, though. It's it's splitting hairs. There's no doubt about it. The Jets, Jets probably have the better roster. Yeah, I think they do. Do they have the better quarterback? I mean, again, talk. Mm, I mean, I'm going to say no. We're talking apples and oranges, right? But I think they have better weapons, even though yeah. the, the Jets or the Ravens did all the stuff. Yeah. Pretty equal O lines. Jets have the better defense. Ravens have a much stronger trust factor. Coaching. You're taking the Steelers over the Chargers. I am. Okay, Chargers and then the Steelers. Yeah. I guess the only thing that's up in the air for me and isn't it's splitting hairs is Jets versus Ravens. Yeah. Well, what we came up with here from top to bottom, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Dolphins, Ravens, Jets, Steelers, Chargers, Browns, Jaguars, Broncos, Patriots, Colts, Raiders, Texans, and Tennessee. Odd question. Yes. But if, let's, say, let's say the Niners, Eagles, and Cowboys – or out of the equation. There's 13 remaining teams in the NFC. How many of those AFC teams would be number one? I think most. <laughs> like, I think the Browns would be better than. They'd be certainly in that conversation. Steelers would be. The Jags yeah. would be. I mean, certainly Miami and the Jets and teams like that. Yeah. So, according there to our. ten of them. According to our rankings here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We have the Steelers as the seventh team. Seventh team. That okay. would be a playoff team. Real quick, who's number 10 on our list? Uh, or eight, where's the Jags nine, come ten. in? The Jags come in at 10. So, to my point, if I power rank the top 13 teams in the league, I think 10 of them would be AFC teams. <laughs> be pretty darn close. <laughs> I mean, that's Pretty darn something. close, yeah. Let alone if you power rank quarterbacks, I bet 10 of them are in the top 13. Yeah. We are way overdue I'm sure. for a break yeah, here, so we'll continue talking about this when we come back. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. We are live from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex where the Steelers are completing OTA session number five, and we will be back with more here on ESPN 970 and Steelers Nation Radio right after this. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson. This is a special edition of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. We are live from the Steelers OTA sessions here at the uh, UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. And, uh, Matt, just to follow up on some of the things we were just talking about there with uh, ranking the AFC. And one of the reasons why, I, you know, I think this, this, you know, the Steelers are certainly going to be in things this year, certainly in the mix, Um I'm looking here at Warren Sharp, sharpfootballanalysis.com, mm-hmm. the 2023 strength of schedule. Right. Um, and I've explained this to people before, but he doesn't do this off of last year's winning percentage, no. which is so dumb to me. Right. You know, Green Bay doesn't have Rodgers anymore. Jets do. <laughs> yeah, they're you a know. little different. This is all based off of what Vegas's win totals are for next year, and then you figure out the average, yeah. which is smart. Uh, he has the Steelers at number eight. In terms of, in terms easiest, of easiest schedule. Easiest schedule. Yeah. That uh, ends up. Going down that list, you have the Saints at one, the Falcons at two. That whole division's the Colts at three. They get to play each other. Carolina at four, San Francisco at five, Chicago at six, Houston at seven. Okay. Pittsburgh at eight, Tennessee at nine, the Seahawks at ten. I heard a lot of bad teams in there. Yeah, you know what I mean. And some of it's because the South all play each other and they're all bad. A lot know? of and teams. Helps, you know? A lot of teams. The Steelers also happen to play. This they year. also happen to play. Yeah. So. I'm sure this is where you're going with this, but we just did this exercise where we power ranked the AFC, and we had the Steelers seventh, right? Eight, eight. Oh, okay. we had them. We had them seven. I think we had them yeah. seven. We had them seven. They could end up as the tenth best team 
but be a playoff team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, I'm, I'm saying, like, maybe the Bills, Jets, Dolphins are better football teams than the Steelers. And I'm sure you'll get to the It's much like schedules. the Giants last year. Right, right, right. Nobody thought the – I mean, outside of New York, nobody thought the Giants were any good. No. And it's not and they uncommon. And they for, got a good matchup in the first round, and they went out and they beat the Vikings. Mm-hmm. The Vikings Who also were, wasn't. They were good. waiting to be beaten. Yeah, yeah. They were right. Um, but they weren't a great football team. No. But they stacked a bunch of wins because of the schedule. So I'm sure this is where you're going with this. But the teams with the hardest schedule, like I can't imagine three teams coming out of the AFC East. And here's why. Here's why, right. The, th- the toughest schedule in the league this year belongs to the New England Patriots. It's brutal. The second toughest schedule, the Raiders. Okay. Maybe we should have figured factored that in when we were talking about it. Yeah, but we were just talking about how good yeah. they are. We weren't predicting you know win-loss record. At things. 30 are the Dolphins. Yeah. At 29 are the Bills. Okay. At 28 are the Chiefs. 27 is the Chargers. So one thing I know for sure is the AFC East has to play the NFC East. Which would be my least favorite NFC team or division to play. Yeah. There's two really tough games. Really and good two teams, yeah. And two teams that games. are not easy to play right. against. Yeah. And the AFC East has to play the NFC East, which are probably the two. Well, I mean, AFC North would be bad, too. Yeah. But that's eight very difficult non-division games. And your division's awful. And because you play. finished higher, you have to play, you know, the, as you mentioned, the Chiefs, the Bills, they all play each other. The, all the, the top Bengals. teams do, right. If I'm just talking about the AFC East in yeah. general, has two really difficult divisions that they have to play, not to mention their own division is awful. Yeah, the 26th uh, schedule is the Jets. Okay, right. Then you get the Vikings, then you get Commanders. The Broncos are at 23. The Cardinals are at 22, which is really bad for them. Yeah, and then you get really the Ravens and the Bengals are 20 and 21. Okay. So I'm just pulling up the schedule grid now, and I didn't realize this, but the same thing is true – and I'm talking about this for AFC playoffs picture, is the AFC East and the AFC West both have to play the NFC East. That doesn't add up. That Let me double check. That, that can't, can't be happen. true. That's not true. Because Denver plays Washington. That might be their, that might be their uh, okay. extra game this year is yeah. against those teams. Yeah, they play. Okay, the AFC East plays the NFC East. Yes. The AFC, or NFC, AFC West plays the NFC North, which is better than... The East, in my opinion. I know yeah. this is confusing. <laughs> and the East and West in the AFC play each other. So their non-conference games are easier for the AFC West teams, but they're still not easy. No. And plus your no. division games are really tough in both those divisions. No, by the way, the Steelers have by far the easiest schedule of any of the AFC North teams. Right, 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 right. Like Cleveland is comes in at 16, directly in the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. The Steelers are at 8. And Warren doesn't put numbers on this sharp. This is just strictly the teams you're playing. Like, this was before the schedule even was released. Right. But when you look at the schedule, as we've broken down many times, there's a lot Where of favorable pockets yeah. are really impressive, too. Yeah. Like, I know the one thing he does is he goes by, you know, how many games are you at a rest advantage or a rest disadvantage? And the Steelers are, like, eighth or ninth best in terms of have more rest than their opponent. Yeah. For know? example, I've already seen things that Baltimore is going to go to Europe. They're going going to England, I believe, mm-hmm. to play the Titans the week after they play the Steelers. They're already talking about yeah. leaving sooner this time around than they did the last time. I think they went on Thursday. That's probably smart. The last time. So how many of those guys, it's going to be a big divisional game against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. 
but you're thinking, okay, we got to get back. I got to get everything packed because we're going to Europe for a week. Mm-hmm. And it's just an, an added distraction. That's just one more thing yeah. that's unusual. Yeah. You know, or if I have a questionable guy for the Steeler game, maybe I rest him because I know I'm going to be demanding on him the week after. You know, I mean, things yeah. like that. But and then they're playing the week when they come back. Like, they're yeah, not, they, there's no buy. Right. That's hard on them. So, the, you know, back to the power ranks in the AFC. I think the Steelers have the things that they can't control. You know, your schedule, who you play, when you play them, is as favorable as anyone they're going to compete against for wild card spots. Absolutely. And I'm not saying they can't win a division, but, you know, tiebreakers come down to wild, you know, wild card, all those things. Conference record. I mean, the conference record killed them last year. Yeah. You know? And they lost a lot of the tiebreakers to those teams because right. it was the teams they were fighting with. They don't play a bunch of those teams this year. Like, that's what be the, might be the Jets thing. You know, the Jets are really, really good, but – Man, they were Their conference under 500 stinks. in the conference yeah. record, or you know, they beat the the NFC teams, but you know, they can't yeah. win tiebreakers. Or it might be true for Miami as well, or whomever. Yeah, we got to take another break here at the top of the hour. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to a special edition of the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. We are live from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex, where the Steelers are getting ready to wrap up their fifth OTA session. We'll be joined uh, soon here. Thereafter, by a player supposed to be Isaac Samalu, the uh, Steelers' uh, new uh, guard that they added from the Philadelphia Eagles here. We'll t- sit down and talk with him for a little bit here. Looking forward to that. Don't you go anywhere. You're here on your home for the best Steelers coverage, ESPN 970 and Steelers Nation Radio. <laughs> 